Welcome to the 3-0 podcast. Fair warning, this episode may include talks of adult themes, bad language and football. And welcome everyone to the 3-0 podcast. Thank you for choosing to listen to this episode. We are doing the weekly wrap-up for this week. Joining myself, Ethan, today is Chuck, the Arsenal fan. Hello there. And we have special guest host today, Connor, the Chelsea fan. Hello, how are we all doing? Glad to be back again today. What a week has been for Chelsea fans, I must say. I can imagine you are probably the most happy of the three of us. I think, <laughs> I think, I think in terms of happiness, in terms of footballing results for the past week, I think it definitely goes Connor, myself, and then Chuck in third. I think that's fair, Chuck. Mm, Connor, you, then me, and probably eighth. Eighth. Oh, let, yeah. Let's say ninth. That's what Arsenal are on a table at the yeah, moment. Yeah, let's I think do that's it. Fair. That's pretty, pretty back down I'm there. Feel, I'm feeling ninth. Yeah. <laughs> I can tell Connor's prepared for the podcast today because you guys can't see, but on our Zoom call, Connor's currently wearing a Chelsea kit. So he's yeah, a John Terry, kit. John full Terry kit. Champions kit. League. He is. He's full kit. Walking yeah. out to get the Champions League trophy. Socks are socks are above knee height as well. Are they? All sorted. Yeah. Shim pads are in. Yeah. I looked at his shim yeah, pads yeah. in. <laughs> so if you get yeah. socks high enough, do they become thigh highs instead of socks? Yeah, Maybe. like fo- football stockings. You football just wear stockings. Them, like, above football fishnets. Yeah. <laughs> What? Yeah. Normalise wearing fishnets to football matches. Oh. <laughs> we, oh, we've, already, we've already spoken about what kit changes we want. <laughs> yeah, maybe not that one. Maybe not that one. Um, but yeah, I think the natural place probably to start off um, these games, as we were talking about earlier, is probably um, the Chelsea game. The game finished Chelsea 2, Real Madrid Nil Chelsea advancing three one yes. aggregate Connor. Wow, how was it? what a what a night! Honestly, what a night! I mean, similarly to the first, similarly to the first leg. I mean, Madrid weren't at it at all, and more in the second leg, we had so many chances to put this game to bed early on. Honestly, mm. on I, I don't think I can count on two hands how many chances we had, excluding the goals we scored to fucking put it to bed. But yeah. honestly, I mean, got there in the end. I mean, um, I can't think. Of, who, I can't even remember. I know Mount Mount got was, the second, the two Timo, Timo Werner scored a header. Yeah. From two yards oh yeah, out. the header wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, that was it. Yeah, one yeah. where um, Kai Havertz deserved yeah. to score with this loop over Courtois. Yeah, yeah. And then, if there's any moment to not fuck up, <laughs> yeah. it's going to be today. I mean, like that, that, they said it on the commentary a bit, but that like. Don't don't all go. Oh no! But that was actually harder than what you think because he must have. I think someone said it to him, but the ball to him, he must have thought the ball was going to be up there for like eternity. And he because he because obviously like everybody's everyone's waiting for the ball to come down. He's got to jump at the right moment because otherwise someone could easily come into him, win the header, and clear it back out. No, there was no one. And he did put it in. But there was no one close enough to him. Not even Courtois, the goalkeeper. That ball yeah, bounced off his head. Well, I, I know, but but let's let's say even he like say he just sat there and waited for the ball to drop onto his head. Yeah, someone some someone might have come in and no 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 be, because there was no one around him to do. I that. don't know. I don't know, mate. But I'm I, not. I, listen, I'm not saying oh, we'll praise him for this finish. I'm not saying that. I'm yes, just saying he, he, t- he took it well. Open goal. He took it well. What? What's we stop? Yeah, what? So this season you've seen you, what? So you've seen him score ones like that. See, I'm pretty sure he's missed no. Some. I haven't, to be honest. Yeah, exactly. That's what I mean. So he's oh, taking. So, so... He, he took it well. <laughs> he took it well because he <laughs> took it. Well. Yeah. 
Right. He, uh, he didn't fuck it past the, past the post or missed the header, so he took it well. I was expecting Less, for him to go for the uh, header. He either goes too far, just bounces off his off the back of his head, fit, or he misses PM. it, bounces it off his chest. Yeah. But I think we should roll it back a little bit to how the goal came, though. I mean, Kante, yeah. absolutely world class. He absolutely ran that game. Like, the, it's been saying it since um, Sarri started playing him in that in that centre mid box to box role. But yeah. winning the winning the ball high up when he fit, when he gets a sniff and feels like he can go. Wins mm. the ball. Good good bit of link up play between him and Werner. Puts Havertz, and obviously Havertz was unlucky not to not to finish it. But yeah. Werner's, Werner's there with the rebound, and we go one the up after it's, a very deserved sort of sort of starts yeah. the game. He's the, he's, um, he's definitely almost been like not not, not to say reborn completely because obviously everyone knew that Kante's quality, but he did have a season or two, didn't he? Like last season and the season before under Sari, where as much as people, people were like people were questioning why Sari would play him in that centre midfield role, and then obviously he had his injuries last season. But this season, he's probably I'd say he's probably been your, if not your best one, player, yeah. one of the, one of the best players you've got. I believe him, Tiago Tilfer, and Mendy. Yeah, I believe Engolo yeah. got man of the match for that game, but I don't think he deserved it. I think who deserved it was Mendy, the goalkeeper. Oh, yeah, Mendy was insane. Yeah, if it, it wasn't for Me- Mendy, you would have lost that game. You made yeah. three crucial, really that strong That Benzema save I thought was the best one, not the header, the actual yeah. one he made, right in, like the one that was literally in the corner. He managed to mm. get down and parry it past the post. I thought that was real, yeah. real, real, really good from him. Yeah, um, um, Mason Mount again. Uh, yeah, he played really well as well. Yeah, yeah. I mean, just uh, it, again with the last the the second goal going two 0 Pulisic through again down the right goes fakes a keeper puts it across and Mount's obviously there to put it in. And it we like were, very, yeah, it's a very, very yeah. weird decision by Madrid to like that like you know everyone who sees Madrid know that like their system is this four three three isn't it that that's what they play yeah. in every game and then they went for some weird lopsided three three back system of which mm. it. They've got no midfielders who actually want to do any work bar Casemiro. They're playing yeah. Vinicius Jr. as a white, right wing back, which basically gave like Chilwell the license to do what he fucking wanted. Mm, and yeah. for some reason, Zidane, every chance he like he got, he must have told his players just to fucking like... Militao and Nacho kept fucking off from centre-back and leaving Ramos in his yeah. own. And Ramos mm. looked every day of 36 years old in this game because he was getting yeah, one oh, ragged by every yeah. single one of your forwards. Yeah, no, nah, he did, literally. Like, <clears throat> to be fair, he, he weren't even alone out there. There was quite mm. a few of them. He looked slow, off the pace. Yeah. Um, I don't know why... Zidane didn't think after the first leg, oh, let's not blum and try three at the back again. Yeah. And he went he went it, with it again. He's trying like, to match up, isn't he? He's trying to match up with yeah. Chelsea, which is, which is something a, a very inexperienced manager does, isn't it, really? To match isn't up it, a three-back. I, I think the main reason they did it was just was it, it was to protect Ramos. Ramos has been injured most of the season and and, and we mm. know that he's he's, he's a, not a liability, but he's not the quickest centre half in the world anymore. So I can see why they did it, but we're doing that with also Modric and Cruz in there, and also Vinicius at right wing back. Like you know, the, some of the stand up performers from that first leg, from Madrid's point of view, was the right back who played that night, Odria Zola, who hasn't played much but was quality, and Militao and Nacho were a fine set up partnership. I understand why Ramos is like one of your more important players, but for a player who's been injured for quite a while, quite a while, wasn't fit on the weekends and hadn't played you know ninety minutes in months, to then stick him in against an attack of Chelsea's, which, you know, are blisteringly fucking quick. <laughs> yeah, literally, t- a team where we've seen mm. it countless times this season, we will counter you, mm. no questions asked. Like, we've got the ability to go forward from the break. And I think 
I said it. I said it before the first leg, and I said it before the second again. It was going to be a battle of the midfield. Whoever won the midfield would would inevitably take the game by the scruff of the neck and go and win it. And not one of them Madrid players wanted to take that ball and drive it forward or make a run yeah. forward. They they were just standing. They wanted it. The feet, only player feet, I saw feet, trying feet. to trying to really do it was Modric at certain points was probably the best yeah. player with, with with Benzema. But even then, it was like Modric would get the ball and get, like you mentioned, there was no movement. There was no one there no. trying to probe him behind. Which is well, one, one look, thing yeah. you've got with Chelsea is that every time you counterattack, you've got about four or five players who are busting a gut to get into yeah, the box. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Madrid, it was just Benzema in there with maybe Vinicius getting in wide from one of the wing positions. But even then, like Hazard was out of the box. All of the Madrid players were just lined up outside the box, leaving Chelsea yeah. back five to do what they wanted to do. With Benzema just sort of like, well, I'll try and do something, but what the fuck am I meant to <laughs> yeah. do? Like, literally, that well, that was the difference. The difference was when Chelsea went on the attack, like you said, they we had people busting a gut to get in there, like make make a run, put ourselves in a scoring position. Whereas, yeah. like I said, with Madrid, Benzema mm. just kind of just got in there, and everyone else was just queued up on the edge. Yeah, and he's like, well, what what am I meant to do? Like, there's three centre halves in here; they're just going to pass yeah. me about, like so. But yeah, like at the end of the end of the game, I feel like we definitely deserved it. Like I said, oh, I yeah. could count on my, I could count on, I can't count on my hands how many chances we fucking missed in that game to put it to mm. bed early. Well, I, Two I can tell you. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah, can you? <laughs> Look at the stats. You had yeah. uh, fifteen shots, five on target, and two goals. So you had essentially three other shots on target with yeah. a, with a further twelve that went that- off. That is the only thing that concerns me about Chelsea because obviously City came out 2 0 winners and, and winning on 4 0, uh, sorry, 4 1 aggregate against PSG, which obviously led to the um, City Chelsea final, it will be. That's mm-hmm. the thing that concerns me against you guys against City. I said this before I said if, t- if both teams go 100%, I think City will win purely based on the fact that they're just more ruthless in front of goal. Like, Possibly. You, you've got more energy yeah. than, than they do, but you miss a lot of You've chances. also got Timo Werner, is the issue. You've also got Timo Werner, who you know. We're not going to get to this again, are we? <laughs> 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 we won't go into the debate and we won't spend too much too much longer on this game because we've got other games to go on to. But yeah. if, from my point of view, it, it, I just think that, you know, if City are at 95%, you're going to win it because your team works that hard. But if both teams are at 100% and go into that final 100%, it's going to be a game of a few chances, I think. And City have just got the quality up top to finish those chances. Whereas <clears> Chelsea have shown that you do need about four or five chances per goal you score, whereas mm, City might need yeah. two or three max. I know, I know what you mean. It's going to, it's going to mm. be very interesting. Like, but I, I, I am like I am backing us. I'm not saying at all. Like, of course, of course, they, of course, they got a brilliant chance. Of course, you we're, 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 def- yeah, we're definitely the we're definitely the underdogs. Um, but we've shown a couple of times already. Literally, the, the game we'll probably get onto in a minute. And the cup mm. final, the no cup semi final. Um, we played against them one nil. So we've definitely proven we can better them. Yes, there's debates on team selections and whatever. But I mean, I'm yeah. gonna look forward to it. Um, it's gonna be the probably joint second, probably biggest biggest uh, game I'll ever watch as a Chelsea fan. Yeah. Um. So yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be an emotional one. I reckon, nonetheless. It's, it's, but. it's probably worth mentioning before we move on to the um, Europa League that the actual final that was um, meant to be in Turkey um, mm. is now going to be, well, it's definitely not going to be hosted in Turkey because um, obviously it's on the government's red list of COVID territories to go to. So if any England fans, uh, sorry, any City or Chelsea fans decided to go to the final, they would have had to have had a, a mandatory um, hotel quarantine coming back. So it won't be hosted there. The most likely candidate at the moment is Portugal, actually, in Porto, just based on the fact that the government, the UK government, sorry, still haven't come up with an agreement to um, with UEFA to host a final. But I think the two main countries at the moment is England and Portugal. Um, yeah. 
going to host it. <clears> I'd, like, but, I'd like it at Wembley, to be honest. Yeah, I, have it in Wembley. I saw I think, something that yeah. they were going to do at Wembley, though, today. I thought I, I thought they were. The latest information from BBC Sport I've just seen is that Portugal is the strongest candidate based on the fact that the government the government guidelines only allows 10,000 fans in stadiums from the 17th of May. Whereas Portugal, I think, have got a lot lower, like, sorry, a lot higher limits. I think Portugal could pretty much do not a full final, but a much higher amount of mm. fans. And the government would have to basically allow an exemption for the um, Champions League, which they could still do. But it's still up in the air. But yeah, the, the two main the two main countries are well, the two main stadiums is um, Porto Stadium in Portugal and um, obviously Wembley, who will actually host um, the European Championships uh, semi-finals and final later on in the um, in this this year as well. But that will be the end of the champions league chat uh going on to the next uh fixtures these are both played on thursday night um i'll start off with the roma united game in the champ uh, sorry europe league semi-final please do yeah i thought it was start there um the game finished three two to roma in the end with the actual full leg being 5-8 to Manchester United on aggregate which is an that's absolute a insane score. that's a ridiculous scoreline yeah it was i mean I, I watched the game. Um, the first half was like Roma had a strong start in the first half. The first ten minutes, they had a very like a, quite a few good chances. But De Gea, well, De Gea was excellent the entire game. This is the this was like watching like seventeen eighteen season De Gea sort of come back for United. He's had a few dodgy seasons, and in this game, he made he made ten saves, of which about I think eight of them were pretty much like you know pretty much going to be a goal unless he got his toe or his ankle there, which was absolutely you know is a is a brilliant effort from him. We went into half time, uh, one 0 up. Um, you know, it was a pretty decent goal. I'm was it, Cavani? Scored a goal. it was Cavani scored the first goal. Um, it was played through by Fred on a counter attack, and Cavani finished it really emphatically. Um, the first half was, wasn't amazing, but Roma were quite quiet. Um, apart from their good, good first 10 minutes, and United were, you know, um, efficient, if not brilliant. Um, and because obviously we were one up uh, by that point and about 7-2 up on aggregate, Oli decided to go and change both of our fullbacks at halftime. Um, it didn't work out. Uh, both Brandon Williams and Alex Tellers, Tellers especially, were absolutely fucking dreadful. Um, there's a period of about 10 minutes at the start of the second half where Roma scored two goals in about five minutes, of which I'm fairly certain Tellers was at fault for two of them um, in, in that period. Um, and it did look like for a short period in that game that United were looking very, very rocky. Like, we were not looking confident whatsoever. Like, every attack Roma had for about 10 minutes was either a goal-scoring opportunity or a goal. Um, and I was shitting my pants, <laughs> to be perfectly honest, for a while. you got, you got to rest your big players, though. Come on, you're 7-2 up. 7-4 yeah, at that point. But, 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 but by, by the point that it got to, we were 7-5 up um, before we scored our um, second goal of the night. So when it got to 7-5, and we conceded twice in five minutes, I was like, what's going on? And but yeah. when the, every attack that Roma had, was pretty much going on target and Alex Tellez decided that he wasn't going to mark anyone um, for some reason like I, I, it, it was not fun um, luckily um, Cavani got fucked off of our defence and decided to score another goal um, that, brilliant he, scored, header. he scored five over the two legs didn't he? Uh, he no he scored four over the two legs he got, he got an assist as well I think oh okay yeah yeah, he got four or two I legs. I thought he got a hat yeah, trick was... in the last leg. There was only a brace. No, yeah, I think he got a hat trick of assist. I think he did. I think, he, I think he, sorry, he was involved in five goals in the final in the last leg. Is he scored four over two? So he got two goals and three assists in the first leg, which is insane anyway. Um, but yeah, he scored an amazing header. Um, it's a ball from Bruno to the back post. Cavani ghosted in the entire defense. Basically, didn't see him there, and he scored. Um, and then Matic came on as well. To be fair to Matic, I've been quite. I don't know. I don't think Matic is good enough um, for a while, but. He actually really helped us steady the ship. And in that, in that period after Roma scored twice, we were sort of like shitting our pants a bit and bringing on Matt. It sort of um, 
Steady calm down the United camp, yeah. But um, that was our game. Obviously, we're going through to the final. I think it's in Gdansk, actually. Uh, the final group. <laughs> <laughs> that was Good fun. Chuck. Yep, finishing two one to Villarreal on aggregate. How how was this game for you, Chuck? Oh, to be fair, all I can say is that I'm disappointed. Uh, it it was really like, our defense turned up. Our defense was pretty solid, but we just didn't have any drive to go and score a I'm, goal at I'm all. I'm looking at the stats here: fourteen shots, one on target. Yeah, we had lots yeah, of shots, yeah. but they they didn't mean anything. I swear you but hit yeah. the post as well. We did. We hit we hit the we post. Hit the post yeah, he hit the post twice, but it, oh. it just needed obviously... a little bit of class. We just need a little bit of luck and a little bit of class that game, and none of our players had it. Yeah, I mean what. Bamiang was taken off in the 79th minute for Lacazette, um, which, you know, I, I get why Bamiang might have been taken off because of obviously he's recovering no, from malaria. You, but and he you, might, put, you put Lacazette and Bamiang up well, top together. That, that's what I'm yeah. saying. Like, I can understand in a normal game why, you know, Bamiang would have been taken off because he's still, you know, he's not fully fit. But when you still got like Smith, Rowe, Saka, Partey, Pepe on the pitch yeah. at that point... And they you weren't take, subbed off. You take off Bellerin, you go to a three or a two back, and you throw yeah. everything in the last ten minutes. Oh, but exactly. We, we didn't even we didn't even get to the kitchen sink. And I wanted to be at the kitchen sink in the last ten <laughs> minutes of that game. But we we were still throwing away the toast. Like we just didn't Let's want to try. I mean, you brought on Eddie and Ketia in the ninety first minute effect Bellerin, if that's a consolation. <laughs> no, it's not. Hey, there you go. Came yeah, on for it, three minutes. Which I'm fairly certain Ketty got a yellow card in like the five yeah, minutes was... on the pitch. We didn't do enough. We didn't do enough to deserve to get into a final. Uh, we need to score one goal in 90 minutes. The Ar- Arsenal, the Arsenal yeah. goal, the Arsenal Wenger would have scored that one goal. Conceded, most... conceded three, but we would have scored a goal. I think the most annoying thing of the entire match, honestly, was that. Um... Unai Emery didn't start his post-match press conference saying good evening. He, he, he didn't do it. And th- that's good the evening. one thing Emery should have done is just gone out after beating Arsenal 2-1 and yeah. like, gone, good evening. <laughs> and then just to see the entire football Twitter lose their minds. I mean, I was watching AFTV, um, the rerun on Thursday night. Um, and who's, is, is it DT? Who's the, the, the white folk <laughs> with the beard no in the cap? Clue. Yeah, yeah, DT. DT yeah, 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 uh, yeah there's, there's literally, a, he, I think he, he pretty much in the like the ninety third minute, uh, literally picked his like folding keys up and walked off set. <laughs> he literally before oh, the game yeah. even, before the final whistle had even hit, he just fucking yeah. he fucked up. I mean, it. we we did lose Shaka, unfortunately. That's the wrong word. Fortunately, I I accidentally put the un there. He got an yeah. injury two minutes before kickoff. And we had to put Kieran Tierney in, but I mean. It's, it's, it's not like you've got a tailor-made attacking wing-back in Bakayo Saka who no, probably it's not. could have we, played there. We and then we could have played a Lacazette up front with Alabama Yang, couldn't we? Yeah, and you, you also had Willian on your bench and Reese Nelson on your no, bench and Eddie Nketiah and goal, Gabriel you Martinelli. Put, you put two strikers up front if you want to score a goal. Oh, yeah. Like, one striker, no, two. Two strikers, get them up there, get them feeding off of each other. At least, you know, worst-case scenario, at half-time, stick on Lacazette, not in the 79th minute where he's got 11 minutes to try and yeah, impact you, the game. You, If you're going to make an impactful sub, it needs to happen by the 60th minute. Yeah, and the first change was six, the 66th minute with Martinelli coming on, and there wasn't a change again to the 79th minute of Lacazette coming on and then Willian in the 80th. I, I'm still not a big fan of Pepe. I do think that he tries to be skillful, but he's just, he's not, He's not. He's, he's very wasteful in front of goal as well. Like, cause if, I saw the highlights. There's quite a few chances where he just couldn't hit it on target, let, let alone, you know. Oh, it's shown by the stats when he only got one. There was only one shot on target the entire game. Yeah. yeah it, was, um, um, so... it was a night to forget for Arsenal, but hopefully 
will. Are, are you are, are you slowly losing faith in Arteta? We need a more experienced manager. I think we're going the same way that Chelsea went with with Lampo. You know, yeah, big, big boy Frank. We we if we can get a more experienced manager in, we should. Yeah, mm. it's not it's, it's it's not a good um because it's not looking it's, great, it's is it? Like, no, I, no, I know that Arteta. I think he's been given the nod for next season by by Kroenke and and the board, and what he wants is a, a rebuild. I thought we already had our rebuild. Mm. I thought we had our rebuild at the start of this season. I mean, from what but I, then, it, but yeah. then there's the opposite. I was going to say, you look at what United have done. They stuck. They're stuck with. They're stuck with Oli, aren't they? And look at them. They're second. Yeah, but uh, Europa League final. I don't. I don't know how. Every, well, that's what I mean. What you you mean? give you give these managers time and whatever, and it does show it can pay off. Like it's just, it's just so, it's so hard to stick through what? the times of being like I'm committed what? to this manager, like we saw with Lampard. What everyone does fail to notice about Oli is, as much as he wasn't an experienced manager in the Premier League, he one had coached in the Premier League before with Cardiff. As much as it was disastrous results wise, the actual players did love him there, and also he. Yeah, yeah, as much as it was in Norway, he had one league title in Norway before. Like he knows how to motivate a squad to win a title. Um, and he also had Mike Phelan um, as one of his coaches. And yet you're Mike still Phelan, on the out. I'm not on the out anymore. Oh, not anymore. Well, no. You were. You were a couple yeah, weeks anymore. ago. If well, if it, it, if he wins the Europa League final, then he should definitely stay. If he loses the Europa League final, then he's still got questions to answer next season because he's still not won a trophy in four years at that point. But you know, second place in a final. You should you should get that. You should win you it. should you, you um, should get that. Just before so. we move on for Arsenal, just on a point you're saying about a rebuild, I've just seen an article come up uh, from Football Three Six Five actually. Um, but what most sources now are definitely reporting that one of the players leaving Arsenal in the summer is Burnt Leno. Uh, I've seen multiple articles say Burnt Leno is going to be sold in the summer. Um, we should uh, have kept Martinez. Apparently, his the Arsenal officials don't believe his record of nine clean sheets and 32 games is good enough for what they want to achieve. I don't know what it's more the they best want. Keep, it's, the, it's the best keeper they've had in a while. <laughs> Yes, yeah, exactly. he's the best keeper we've had since um, Len- Lehman, probably. Yeah. yeah, other players that are also on the list include Hector Bellerin, yep. um, who's not, not surprising. Um, less surprisingly, players such as Matteo Guendouzi, Lucas Torreira, Sead Kolasinac and Ainsley Maitland-Niles are all on the list well, as well. Sead well, they're, well, they're all on loan, aren't they? Yeah, Sead Kolasinac, I see on the list. Guendouzi, he is talented, but he's a little bit of a nutcase. Yeah, I like Torreira. I like him. I like the little Uruguayan bulldog. Yeah. I, I don't think Terrell likes being at Arsenal, to be fair. I think the issue isn't, isn't Arsenal not wanting Nobody to likes be being at Arsenal, Arsenal, Ethan. Nobody well, likes being there at the moment. <laughs> they then, don't want to play for the badge. I know you're not going to be happy about Ainsley Maitland-Niles being on that list either. I'm not. He's he's talented. He's aggressive. He's energetic. He wants to play. He should not be on that list. He should be playing for Arsenal in mm, right back. Yeah, But the problem is Maitland-Niles doesn't want to play right back. So it sort of yeah. makes sense that he's leaving. But um, anyway, that, 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 that were the results of the uh, Champions League and Europa League. Um, as mentioned, obviously, you've got a City-Chelsea Champions League final and a United-Villarreal Europa League final. Do you love listening to podcasts but hate ads getting in the way? Why not consider subscribing to our Patreon at patreon.com slash the3nilpodcast or follow us on buymeacoffee.com slash the3nilpodcast. These will get you access to an ad-free version of the pod as well as early access. Hello guys, Connor here from the Bundle YouTube channel. We are not only a podcast, but a source of your entertainment too. Here's a quick insight of when one of our members thought that the moon was actually bigger than the earth. Roxby being like, yeah, it's mad. Like that is, that's bigger than the earth, isn't it? Oh, me, me and George oh, just... Oh, <laughs> oh no. That time when we remember Gordon Ramsay screaming and made one of his chefs into an actual idiot sandwich. Idiots. 
And lastly, when in school, we go back and touch on the most memorable moments. I need to get some lesson, whatever. You're on the wrong side, doesn't oh, matter. No. And he goes, yeah. you yeah, get there and you go, oh no, you got to go all the way around. Turn around, turn around. You can find us all on The Bundle on YouTube or find us on Instagram, which is at the underscore bundle underscore. Twitter at the bundle underscore underscore Facebook, which is the bundle podcast, and finally TikTok at the bundle underscore. Are you or your company looking for someone to help get your name out? To get your product known to as many people as possible, then why not get in contact with us, the Free Nil Podcast, through our email. 3nilpodcast at gmail.com and you can have your ad in this part of our podcast. Speaking of City and Chelsea, um, funnily enough, we got a bit of a taster um, this weekend uh, for the Champions League final. Um, in the uh, league it was, it was Man City 1, Chelsea 2. I'm guessing Connie, you must have watched this game as well. Oh, bloody hell. Yeah. Well, if you ever heard the saying, boring, then this was probably what it was. I mean, yeah. in terms of the, right, so it's from start to finish, right? First, for, like before any action, before they went they, before they went one the lot mm. kind of kind of an even game like we had the ball for a bit had like a semi chance if that then they had the ball semi chance and then they, they punt this ball over the top to Jesus and Christensen's running in on it and it's so it's so awkward because he wants to touch it and play but just put the ball out not sure you can say that on, on a podcast Connor what put the ball out no he wants to touch it and play not sure you can oh, say that right. <laughs> yeah well. <It's> controversial. <laughs> Yeah, so he should have he should have put it out, but he decided to try touch it and play, and um, mm. got got caught out. I, I think Jesus like nudged him a little bit, obviously not a foul, but he he hurt himself and went down. Jesus went in, squared it to Aguero, who actually took an awful touch. Oh yeah, that's... Whole... no, it was yeah. a, it was an assist. It was a beautiful assist from Aguero. Oh yeah, yeah. I think the entire game Aguero <laughs> was playing like he was already at a different club. I mean, oh yeah, well we'll get onto the penalty in a minute, but he on honestly he fucked that. And then he, luckily enough, Sterling coming and put it in for him, which is surprising because um, yeah. I would have laughed if yeah. Sterling put it past the post. Yeah. I mean, it, it would have made sense because what, what they did say is the one thing that was a bonus for Raheem Sterling there is that he didn't have to actually think. Sterling's problem is when he has to think about finishing, he fucks it up. When, when, yeah. when all he has to do is run in and just smack it as hard as he can, he probably can put it in the back of the net. To, to be fair, I've actually forgot a point. Um, I don't know if any of you two saw it, but. Raheem Sterling had a tackle on Ver- on Werner, I think it was. Oh, that yeah, um, that was a 100% red card, yeah. Yeah, it's been a red card. I didn't see it. I didn't see the tackle. Yeah. It was um, um, upper shin, studs up, um, the tackle. Didn't, didn't didn't get the ball either. Um, no, the referee. Was it a yellow card he gave in the referee? Well, it was, yeah, it was, yeah. Was Sterling yeah, off his him, feet? Was it like him. a slide tackle? Yeah, it was a slide tackle, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah, that's red. But the thing is, though, with, with Sky Sports, right, I haven't seen one short clip mentioned mm. about it, apart from a little bit after the game. But since, all I've been hearing about is the, the two penalties. The two penalties, um, yeah. one man said he did get, one they didn't. But I just think, like, 
I thought like it was it was hard because they gave it like four angles. Two of them was a definite red card. Two of them was a yellow. But you look at you look at how he's gone in. Like you said, mm. stud like the hundred percent, hundred percent a red card. And I can't remember the fucking referee's name, but he always fucking does us in in these games. Um, I can't remember his name, but anyway, there was a big yeah. Yeah, anyway, there was a big debate over whether he should have been sent off or not. I think he should have been. Ref booked him. Then he put he put Man City one up. And, and then literally Yeah. Then literally five minutes after that, Billy Gilmore gives a penalty away to Jesus. Yeah. Um do you think it was a penalty? Yeah, I did. Yeah, I thought it was enough of it. I think yeah. it, it, it might have been soft and Hazel might have gone down a bit easy, but he definitely tackled him poorly. Yeah, I, th- I so. think it was harsh, but if, if think, that was your way around... I think it was Gilmore showing his inexperience, wasn't it? It was more than anything. It was like you, can, you could tell Gilmore was about 18 years old and just in the box. Yeah. Just panicked a bit. And, and obviously yeah. Aguero stepped up and tried to penenka Mendy, which didn't on really the, work. On the... <laughs> On the all-time stat, or the all-time stat, on the all-time list of bad penalties, I'd say that's worse than the um, Perez Henri penalty. I'd say that's honestly worse than that one. Because much as it Perez Henri might yeah. have fucked up, you it know. was pathetic. It was honestly yeah. pathetic. Like you, like you, you just think like smash it in. Like what are you doing? But he tried to penalty him. Mendy just didn't really dive. Just took it. And yeah. then from for, literally within about a space of five minutes from the penalty being given me thinking right this could get fucking ugly in a minute if they go two yeah. up then who fucking knows but they didn't one that half time saving grace come out second half we battered them to fuck um lovely lovely goal <laughs> for ziesh i mean rodri got caught in his own half trying yeah. to like dribble it out and they, they highlighted this on Sky Sports. Guardiola's on the sideline wanting to get Sterling in behind Asbel Equator. Mm. He's, actually, he's actually commanding, bombing it up there, round the back, round the back, round the back. Rodri loses it. Wheel them, wheel them, pummel forward. Aspi with the ball. Um, nice bit of link up plays in him. And um, who, I can't remember who it was to begin with. It might, it might have been Werner. But then he, fake, he fakes to then go the ball like into that danger area, like the dangerous corridor whatever you call it behind the defense mm. puts it in puts it inside for ZS touches it down I think it's actually Mason like, Mount who makes the run might be Mount didn't, Mount didn't play number 10 who's number 10 for you Pulisic Pulisic there you go um, yeah um, sort of set up like like little hot, nice half volley for him puts it in the bottom corner too much power for Edison I would say Edison probably should have done a bit better just based on the fact that like you know if you get your hands yeah. you'd probably be saving it but um, you know it's, it's, it's probably a bit harsh to go and criticize yeah. Them too much for that game. I'm just looking at City's eleven. City literally had no midfield that game. They yeah, had no, and that was it. That's that, 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 that the only recognised midfielder they got. <laughs> yeah, no, they played. They played this weird um, three-three-one. I think it was. They had yeah. Ake Laporte Diaz, and then they had Cancelo and Mendy playing in like centre mids. But obviously, yeah. when they probably had the ball, they went wide with yeah. Rodri, and then they had Aguero. Who they have Aguero. It was it was Ferran Torres, Sterling, Jesus, and Aguero as like a yeah, third one, yeah. I'm guessing a bit. That's what I mean. They've played all season pretty much with four three three, false nine, no strike on the pitch. To yeah. I I get I get the rotation factor, but then to this weird setup with two strikes on the pitch, like it's a bit I don't know. I think like, there's rotation and there's that. City just didn't care, did they? Like City were like no. in the league, like with. We're trying to like focus on the Champions League, so mm, yeah. we'll just stick out eleven players and hope for the best. But then, literally after after that goal, um, 
we're pushing and pushing and pushing. Well, I think in about the 88th minute, mm. ball went over ball went over the top. You think Kurt Zuma's got it because obviously Christensen's come off. Um, ball goes over the top. You think Zuma's got it. I don't know what happened. He got his legs mixed up or something. Sterling's in. Sterling, didn't he? Yeah, Sterling's in. And he gets himself literally like so behind him and he's trying so hard not to touch him and he's like almost step like trying to not step on like hot coal he's like like doing his best to not foul him sterling goes down ref doesn't give it and i'm and i'm sitting and i'm thinking like again it would have been harsh i think but there's a little bit of contact he's gone down and there's no reason why he shouldn't he shouldn't probably give it i don't understand why why zuma's trying to butt fuck sterling now yeah he should, no, be, was, he should it, be going around it, the side <laughs> of him really Zuma, be, you, you yeah mean. One thing I will give to Kurt Zuma, as much as he's a good centre-back, he is one of those centre-backs who will also just have an absolute fucking red mist moment and just shit his pants and cause something like he that. Can do. Like, yeah. That could have but easily then, been a penalty. But mm. again, that's this, like, I, I commented on, I commented this on one of the Sky Sports videos. So they had this, they have that, is it Bobby Madley, is it? Mad, does that ring a bell? Refere- referee, yeah, Bobby Madley, yeah. Yeah, um, they had, like, he does the VAR stuff now, mm. um, but he... He was saying how like oh, I was a definite penalty, all this, but not one of them mentioned the fact how Sterling probably shouldn't have even been on the pitch at that point. But um, literally ten minutes later, again the exact same scenario happens, but Zuma comes in with this absolutely brilliant tackle, blocks it, world class, and then. Again, we go back to just pummeling them again. They're on the, we're on the edge of their box. Really, they're really struggling down um, our right hand side. So Mendy, Mendy and Ake are really struggling to deal with James and Hudson. It was like it was a mixture between James Hudson Odoi and I think Pulisic before he came off for Hudson Odoi. But they were really struggling. James was having Mendy all day down the right, and then eventually, good bit, good bit of play between Reese James and Hudson Odoi. Hudson Odoi comes on the inside. Um, Play, I can't remember, can't remember what happened, but something happened. Uh, went out wide again, come back in. Oh, no, that was it. Yeah, he played it through to Werner. Played it through to Werner against Diaz, cut it back. And then there's Marcus Alonso. <laughs> out of nowhere. <laughs> yeah, Marcus Alonso. One, it? <laughs> yeah, him and, him and Hudson Adoy went for the same ball after just putting Werner in. Hud, um, Alonso gets there, though, like sweeps it with his right foot, elegant, elegantly puts I don't over think it. I don't think that was elegantly put, o- put over Edison. <laughs> It, it literally was like both of their foot scores all just spin up and land. Oh, back yeah. I, I think Marcus Alonso <laughs> kicks the ball into Hudson Odoi's foot, which makes it loop. Yeah. I, it, whatever. It, it went down as Alonso's goal, but yeah. fuck me, that was a shit goal. But any we'll any goal's a goal, it. isn't it, really? Like, you yeah, take no. it, take it you Honestly, yeah. I, I would have taken that against yeah. against Unai Emery <laughs> Villarreal. Yeah, we, we, we full on deserved it. Like, we outplayed him in the second half. We started a bit shaky. Yeah. Um, after the penalty incident and all mm. that, but thoroughly come away deserved winners in the end. Um, but I mean, this sets up a good Champions League final, doesn't it? It does. It does. Sets it up. Tuchel's done two on Guardiola now. Can he do, do Can he do three? That yeah, I don't know. I don't know because, like you say, they're going to be up for it. They're going to be fucking up for it, and yeah. like like rotations out of the window. It will be the fucked well, man it, city it, we know. It will be. Yeah, it, it will be City's strongest eleven. Which, to be fair, I think City's strongest eleven doesn't even include a striker, which is scary enough. Like, yeah, I don't think Aguero no. or Jesus are going to play in that final. I think it will be. Nah. It will be, be their weird four-four-two that they play with a like a fluid front four. It'll put, like if it comes like now, the, the back four picks itself. You know, Zinchenko, Diaz, Stones, um, Cancelo, and Edison, Rodri and Gundogan, Foden, Bernardo Silva, De Bruyne, and um, who am I, who am I missing? In the Mahrez. Mahrez. That I reckon that's the end it's going to play. 
And again, Chelsea yeah. picks up as well. Like, you know, yours will be, well, well yeah, apart from Christensen, he's not fit. Yeah, well, yeah. I mean, Sil- Sil- Silver will be back in. Um, yeah. It'll probably be Silver as as P Christensen, maybe. I don't know if he'll go with as P wing back again. To be fair, he's he's actually surprised me at wing back as P. done really well against Royale, but I don't know yeah. if I'd put him in for the City game. But yeah, yeah that'll be Silver. Silver them to what you want, maybe James Chilwell. If Christensen's injured, I can definitely see um, Rudiger playing in that lesson in the back role because he played quite well. Yeah, Rudiger will play. Uh, Then that'll be Kante, Jorginho. And then honestly, apart uh, the front three, apart from Mason Mount, I probably don't know who he's going to pick. Honestly, I don't know who he's going to pick. I reckon Havertz and Werner. I reckon we Havertz, Werner and Mount. Yeah. Well, yeah, I mean... That seems to play Madrid, isn't it? Yeah. Of, of anyone really scoring at the minute, it's definitely it's definitely either Pulisic, Havertz or Mount. But Mount mm. obviously was rested in the City game we're talking about now. Yeah, so, he'd play then, wouldn't you? Yeah, he'd, yeah he'll definitely yeah. play. But uh, yeah, it's going to be going to be a big one. The, the rest of the game's on Saturday for the uh, Premier League. Um, sorry, the, the, there was a Friday night game, wasn't there? Yeah, the, Friday night game actually finished uh, 4-2 to Newcastle against Leicester. Um, oh, yeah. Joe, very yeah. surprising. Joe, Joe Willock actually um, scoring five goals in his like, <laughs> first 12 games for uh, Newcastle. Uh, I think it's, it's 5-12 and 12 for Willock, which you know, is quite annoying. I think he's scored more by fan. himself than what Arsenal have these past couple of weeks. Probably. Um, I mean, I'm looking at Newcastle's goal scores here. Joe Willock, Paul Dummett, and then a brace from Callum Wilson. Um, Leicester City having goal, late goals from um, Mark Albrighton and obviously Kelechi and Acho scoring goals left, right and so centre. Newcastle were 4-0 up at one point. Yeah. Newcastle now comfortably in 14th, whereas Leicester have actually dropped to 4th now. Yeah. Chelsea overtaking them. So that, that, that's definitely interesting to look forward for the next few weeks. That's and a huge game for yeah, us. Yeah, rest, rest of the games are also just worth putting out actually on Tuesday. Um, which we, you know, the, the day the, the, the daily episode released uh, for you guys. We're recording this on the Monday. Um, Leicester will actually play United, which you know, if United win that game on Tuesday, I think Chelsea will get the third third spot. Um, the other games we've got on Saturday: uh, Leeds beat Spurs three one. I'm sure Chuck was Leeds, about Leeds, dirty Leeds. <laughs> Uh, goals from Stuart that. Dallas, Patrick Bamford, and Rodrigo um, cancelled out uh, Son's uh, goal in a. So I think first. Harry Kane had two disallowed goals this game. I did watch the game. Yeah. It's just watching yeah. Leeds is so much fun. It is. It is proper did you, football, isn't it? Did you see the offside they gave against Kane? I it, did. It yeah, wasn't, wasn't offside. Was yeah, it, really. <laughs> no, just no. I, they literally to me. Right, I've I've been brought up where it's literally like right. So. It's offside, onside, or yeah. your level, which is classed as onside. Yeah. But they give they give level as offside, and I just don't get it. We already mentioned this in our podcast. We're talking about improvements of football. We went, we went unless you can clearly see with the with the naked eye that something's offside, it should be given. You know, if I have to look at something with the naked eye, I'm blind. Full, well, okay, well that, that, that that's looking at Chuck, but um, you know, play it back with VAR, but play it back in real time. Don't slow it down to like every single minimum frame. Play it back in real time, and if you can't see in real time a player's offside, don't give it because you know otherwise it's just it's it's just the lines the are stupid. The yeah. lines are very stupid. But um, yeah. moving on from that game, we also had uh, Sheffield United Crystal Palace finishing two 0 to Palace. Benteke and Ize scoring the goals. Uh, Sheffield United already down and down for ages, so yeah, they even turn up for the game. Sort of given up now, really, haven't they? Yeah. They've accepted then, their fates. And then you've got that, Liverpool beating. Also, did, uh, you got well, yeah. in that game. Well, yeah, I was just going to say that um, Eze, um, his goal was actually quite good. I saw it. He ran from like sort of the left wing back area all the way. Yeah. 
and scored. So it was like okay. sort of like Bale, Bale-esque run and <laughs> the, put it in. The but, Palace yeah. Bale. Um, yeah. Liverpool came out 2-0 winners versus Southampton. Uh, Mane and, and Thiago Alcantara actually scored his first goal for Liverpool. Liverpool were actually, well, as I say, sniffing within. If Liverpool beat United in their game in hand, they will only be three points off top four. Um, and, you know, Leicester play um, United on Tuesday. So it's the mm. race for top four is definitely heating up. You've got West Ham, Liverpool, Leicester, Chelsea, all who've been getting in there. Possibly Spurs, but I think their result on the weekend fuck their chances. I think we've got to play Leicester, haven't we? I'm pretty sure. Have we got we got them? Is it last day? Have we got them? You may well do this. this um, so when when well, Chelsea or Man... You've got them in the and you've got Aston Villa, I think, final day. Can, oh, I, you... can, I, just, can I just ask, when, when Chelsea or Man City win the Champions League is that going to yeah. add is that going to mean that fifth gets Champions League spot or that fourth is a oh, European yeah. no, no, Europa no, 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 League no. spot no, no I don't think so I, I don't think that's how it works I think you, no, I think it, you still only get four per yeah um, so fourth then becomes Europa League spot doesn't it no fourth no fourth is still Champions League no well yeah because Chelsea and City are in the top four that would only be yeah. a thing if oh if like, you're outside the top four yeah yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. If I'm fairly certain if you're in the top four you don't get an extra space for winning it um, yeah because you you're in the top four wrong, already because you're in yeah surely yeah. not because you're in there already I've got, a feeling, like... I've got a feeling most major news, news publications would have mentioned it by now that fifth place will get you Champions League bearing in mind mm. we've got two English teams in the final um you, you do actually play Leicester. I, I was wrong there, Connie. You play them on the 18th of May on a Tuesday. So the, yeah, the, the, I want the, the yeah. fixture. Yeah, I wasn't sure if it was last day, but we definitely do. Have, we definitely did have them. Obviously in yeah. uh, the FA Cup final and that, but I ne- definitely knew we got to play them. Yeah, that was that was Lamp that was Lampard's last Prem game. I'm pretty sure when we played them before. So it's been quite, a, your, quite a while. What's the point you're going to make, Chuck? Oh, was I was yawning. Oh, fair enough. Um, <laughs> Moving on to Sunday's games, uh, we'll start off on a more positive note for Chuck. Um, Arsenal coming out three-one winners over West Brom. You know what, Ethan? It's not a more positive note. I'm actually is it not? really. It's a. I was disappointed about the Villarreal game. This is a disappointing win. Is I it? don't understand how it is a disappointment. Yeah, You've because... now overtaken Leeds in ninth, though. So you're in ninth now, not tenth. Yeah, but why couldn't have we have done this three days prior? Because um, the tactical genius is Mikel Arteta actually decided to play a more suited team against um, you know, against. I mean, no, also I... the. There is a fact that West Brom were a worse team than Villarreal. They, oh, yeah. che- yeah, they did beat that. Chelsea, though, didn't they? So, you know. Yeah, but I mean, they, they drew against us as well, but they're still getting relegated from the Premier League. Yeah, I, I suppose uh, like um, it's, it's a disappointing win, but I'm happy about the win. We've got, you know, goal scorers, Emil Smith-Rowe, Nicola Pepe, and Willian scoring his free kick in the 90th minute. Nice to see Willian get on, his... Yeah. Nice to see Willian get his first goal before we ship him out. <laughs> uh, did he sign a two-year contract? Three-year contract, actually. Oh, OK. Yeah, yeah, he wanted the Good three. Good selling him. Because that's that's the that's the reason why that's the reason why he didn't stay with us because we wanted to give him a a two but yeah. he was like he was like no we're not like the, the club the, the club were like we don't do um, he saw three years on six yeah. figures from Arsenal and fucking bit their hand off yeah, yeah I know exactly so charge your transfers has been sacked yeah Kroenke should be sacked I agree uh, I yeah Nicola Pepe that goal from Nicola Pepe was astronomically good but. He's done it about six times for, for us already. It's like it's the only thing he can do that is astronomically good. He's like a shit Iron Robin. Yeah, essentially. Um, and I mean, a, yeah. Emil Smith, like we, we played uh, Saka in left back, essentially left wing back against this you know West Brom team. Yeah. And it, it worked a hell of a lot better because he's a much better player when he plays from a deeper position. Well, he, he, he broke through at Arsenal playing 
left wing back, didn't he last yeah, season? Yeah, he did, and that's when he was great because he had the, mm. he had the space to be able to run in behind players. Yeah, he had a little bit of help whilst he was up there, and it, was, it, it, it just gives him a chance to get like like extra bit of speed in, doesn't it? Like he starts to overlap or underlap. Whereas when he's playing as a winger, he just marks by a fullback and can't get him behind. Yeah, I don't like him as an inverted winger either. I don't like him trying to mm. score past players. I much like him on his stronger foot whipping in crosses because the cross for Emil Smith Roll, his first goal, his first goal for in the Premier League for Arsenal was a really really good cross and an easy tapping for him mm. I, I really I don't like saying this but I really think Matias Pereira should come to Arsenal you know he's, oh, he's an quality. absolute quality solid player and his goal his long shot that like, he ran 30-40 yards no Arsenal yeah. player wanted to get close to him just smacks in the bottom right hand corner yeah yeah a shot I think really early on in the game actually from quite far that almost went in that like, hit the uh, roof of the net as well yeah he had two yeah. I think he had two really strong strikes mm. before then um, yeah obviously Arsenal coming out three and winners they are they now are comfortably in ninth. I say comfortably. Leeds are only um, two points behind them. But, you know, if, if, if Everton lose the game in hand, Chuck, you could actually, um, well, could actually take over Everton if, they win, if, if, if you win and they um, lose their game in hand. You've got much better yeah, goal then, difference than they And have, if Tottenham but... continue their poor form of draw loss. Yeah. Yeah. Follow that up with another loss, please, Tottenham, whilst Arsenal yeah. get some more wins under their belts. But I think we're playing Chelsea next. Probably. Yeah, you are. That's the next game. Yeah. yeah that's sure. West, West Brom are now actually mathematically. Um, relegated as well it's worth pointing it out they 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 cannot survive now yeah i don't I think, think Fulham's I, getting out of this either no i, I think i think i think that's the only team big sam's failed to um not this, keep up this is this will be his first relegation well yeah, as, yeah. as we know big sam will just get little sam to change his cv and change it from never been relegated to the premier league to never been relegated from the premier league when i've been with a team from the start of the season that'll be his new little thing he says i don't like fair enough he's done it like with most teams but i don't get i don't get the like why though it's like 20 so like well, i can't remember when they appointed him they must have appointed him wait did, did they appoint him this january, year remember, i think it was it was it was before january because he had a january transfer window so it was maybe November, it, was like, it was like November time. I'll have a quick look, but yeah, you so know. it's end end of 2020, and you're still getting teams getting big Sam to keep. Big to keep Sam came up. in on the 16th of December. December. So he came yeah. in on the 16th of December, and he literally didn't win a game until the 16th of January, and he didn't win a second game until the 27th of February. So, so I mean, he literally came in, draw, loss, draw, loss, loss, win, loss, loss, draw, loss, loss, draw, draw, win, loss. And then various other results. You got you got two wins against Southampton and Chelsea, obviously, and a few good draws against top four teams. But the, mo- the most important game you should have been winning against, you know, um, like looking through his result, lost, losing to Villa, losing to Leeds, losing to Arsenal, losing to West Ham, losing to City, losing to Sheffield. Lost two on to Sheffield United as well. Lost two to Spurs, and lost to Palace, you know, and then drew against the teams that were around them in the bottom half of the table. Like, you know, it didn't take the um, game they should have taken taken to win but yeah he's done he's down he, he, he might stick around for the championship for a season who knows but um there's one more game i do actually want to look into in a bit more detail um this is actually united's 3-1 win against aston villa yeah um you know um first half it's, it's it was almost like a stereotypical united performance where we were a bit shit the first half didn't really come alive conceded yeah. a goal and in the second half, we were like, oh, actually, we're playing a game of football. We probably should actually try and win. It, it literally always happens, honestly. Literally, yeah. I, I didn't I didn't plan on watching the game, but mm. I was talking to someone on the phone and she's got like some younger brothers who were like Villa fans. So they were watching when you, it. When you say talking to someone on the phone, was it a lady you were trying to get the attention of when you say that she's got some was younger it, brothers? <laughs> yes, was it a, a... Yeah, mate. Was it? 
a potential no. lady um, <laughs> the moment i heard connor you saying there's a lady i was talking to on the phone whose father's like speaking to villa was just like you saying i was, I was chirping up a bird and one of the uh, she mentioned her brother was watching a villa game so i thought i've gone in here to talk about you know the football <laughs> well, well like we, we were just talking then she sent me a voice note of her brother screaming that troy had gone they put one up so i was like oh shit i've got to put this on yeah. lo and behold i'm forgetting what man united are like oh, and exactly, they went, yeah. They went, they went two one up again inside like ten minutes in the second half, and I was like, oh, for fuck's sake, that's it. it. I mean, but... in fairness, I don't, I don't want to slag off. Like, uh, sorry, well, I say West Ham now. I'm, I'm becoming Chuck a bit here. Um, Aston, Aston Villa, yeah. West Ham. So it's Aston Ham or West Villa. Uh, yeah, I don't want to slag off um, Aston Villa too much, but they were they were actually just a bit shit. Like their, their goal was good, but their goal came from. McTominay losing the ball and then Lindelof failing to clear his line and then a good finish from Traore it wasn't like some amazing bit of play that got the the finish was good but the actual play wasn't that brilliant and then, um, the, pen- the, then the penalty you got was stupid like the, pen- the penalty was a definite penalty I don't know why that, oh like, yeah yeah, yeah oh yeah no yeah definite like, pen yeah. I'm saying from his from Pogba's his, facing from his away view. from goal yeah he's got, just... he's got his back to goal he's facing away from goal he's holding the ball up and Louise there's no just... need for Louise to go in there exactly he just no. tries to take the ball from behind Pogba and Pogba's always going to stick his leg in front of it and then win the penalty. Like it's a stupid play. Because he done he, he done it before Pogba. Like he tried to touch it out and then Luis yeah. tried to tackle him and failed. And yeah. he done, like, it's just yeah. stupid. Like he's not going anywhere. Exactly. Just, just stand there. Like, um, and look, but, Br- yeah. Bruno actually can take penalties for United. Yeah, no Penenka, um, no Penenka there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What what we'll say actually um a quite an interesting stat uh, Bruno Fernandes scored, scored twenty seven goals made like in all competitions this season the most by a Premier League midfielder in a season since Frank Lampard with Chelsea in 09 10 yeah but how yeah, many of those have that. been penalties ten Lampard's no. were ten Lampard's were ten so, so Bruno Lampard's Bruno's scored, is nine Lampard scored in all competitions twenty six goals that season so Bruno's broken his record yeah and ten he, ten of them were in the Premier League yet yeah so I don't know I. I, I do actually think Bruno is more of a similar player to Lampard than he is De Bruyne. Because everyone compares Bruno and De Bruyne, but it's not really a comparison that I like because De Bruyne, like the, the thing with Bruno is Bruno is a brilliant player in a lot of aspects of his game. The only two areas I say that he could definitely do an improving on is dribbling's not brilliant with the ball. He can be a bit sluggish in the ball and his passing is sometimes quite wayward. Like De Bruyne is definitely a better passer than a better dribbler. But Bruno is just one, he works harder. It's two, he's way more aggressive and way more competitive. And also his finishing's brilliant. Like Bruno scores more goals than any midfield I've seen. I think he's I think he's up to like forty or fifty goals at United and he's been there what eighteen months now. It's it's mm. honestly he's on another another level. Um uh, Greenwood also was brilliant most of this game. Um I don't think that Aston Villa allowed him too much time for his goal. Like yeah, Mings definitely did. Um, this is the yeah. reason why I, I don't class Tyrone Mings as a good centre half. Is that he just he's, he's so fucking shit when got, it comes to important yeah. moments. He got rolled 19. far too easy. Yeah. He got he was a nineteen-year-old kid who rolled a six foot four, six foot five. Sorry, Tyrone Mings like he's nothing. Yeah, and then like, Martinez mm. was I think was should have done better with the the actual um, save. But you know, I'm guessing the one problem with Greenwood is he had that much space that he could have put it to either side. And I'm guessing Martinez sort of just was like, if I set myself in the middle, if he doesn't shoot perfectly, I've got either side. But um, the yeah, Elf scored and then Edinson Cavani. W- what more can I say about El Matador? It was at this an point? easy goal for Cavani. I think that's the easiest header he's ever going to score in his career. Or he has ever scored in his career. He is just... The the, the words fail me that we managed to get this bloke on a free transfer when Chelsea paid £50 million for Timo Werner. How does that that correlate? Like, Cavani's... Fair enough, Cavani's 34 years old, but he's... I'd say he is... Controversially, up there with Kane as one of the best finishers in the Prem. I mean, yeah, it's a great finish. He's got 
great yeah great maybe yeah and it's, it's, it's also it's, what i think underrated is even this hold up play like his touch and his um way like, to win the ball back um and the way he finds space as well, like both of his goals that he scores, like sorry, one of his goals, the second goal against uh, Roma, and his uh, obviously his only goal today when he came on as a sub, were pretty much the same goal. But defenders just can't stop it. Yeah, the it's, movement it's, is good. It's a deep cross to the back, and he'll just he, he will sit on the edge of the box. And what he, they, they analysed it quite well on, um, I think it might have been BT Sport or Sky, I can't remember which one it was. But he's got this knack. He did it against Spurs, where he'll just drift out of the eye line of a centre half. So like it will just drift behind him and almost stay behind a, a centre half it'll be far, far enough away from the centre half that he doesn't know that he's like you he can't like feel him it'll be close enough that as soon as that ball's played in he's gone he's already moved and if that, that centre half's looking at the ball and not looking at Cavani Cavani's going to score and the same thing that happened in this game is between um Matty Cash and Concert and Cash was behind him Concert didn't follow him and he's went in yeah simple header back of the net Um, we are now actually United we we, we delayed City's title celebrations by a week at least. Um, we're now actually um, six points clear. I, of, um, I, I think you'll now. find Chelsea delayed their, their celebrations. Well, yeah. Chelsea did, but I'm fairly certain also if we'd have lost this game, City would have still won it anyway. So yeah, yeah, they would have done. Yeah, um, I can't, but, um, I can't remember if it was if if you fail to win or not. Mm, it might have been. Well, that. there's we've got five games. No, five games. We've got four, four we've, got, we've got four games left. City got three games left, so we can still technically win the title city need two draws yes. or one win well city need two draws we need to score 15 goals in the next uh, few games yeah. <laughs> they've got must be a goal difference but i don't it won't happen but if city lose the next three and we win every every game of the season from now to end of the season we'll win the title on 82 points win it on 82 yeah oh that, i'm like that's that that's shit though isn't it like I don't know, 82 we've, points we've, we've won it on left we we, we Totals yeah. have one on left in the Premier League, but you know. Yeah, I know, but like I'm just trying to I'm trying to think of the previous previous points tallies, but I think our yeah. I think our best one we've had in recent seasons was under under um Mourinho, which was seventy eight in the uh, seventeen eighteen season, mm. um, which is one we had there. And then I think under Ferguson in a twelve thirteen season, which is probably our, you know, the worst team that's won the, the Premier League for us. I yeah, faced it in that season. We were on 89 points, actually. That's, that's a lot higher. But yeah. yeah, I mean, I think when we last won, it was we were on 87, I think, mm. with um, with Conte, I think. Mm. I think yeah. it was 87. But yeah, I think United, did. we are one or two players off a serious title challenge now. I, I would we should talk, we should challenge next season. Mm. We should. If you think, if you think from like, if we'd have had Tuchel from the start, where mm. where would where would be now? Um, but like, it's all it's all well and good saying you should, but like, yeah. you'd like to actually think that he's gonna well, and we will. It, it's good, obviously. Again, announced today, Cavani is staying at United for another season. We have we have signed to a one year extension, which yeah. is good business for United. As much as he's going to be thirty five next season, he's shown this season with fifteen goals and five assists in all competitions that he's still got it. I, I feel like Edison <laughs> Cavani has been playing second fiddle his entire life. I like played it second field to Ibrahimovic, he then started playing second oh, yeah. to Neymar and and then Mbappe. It was only it was only at Napoli back when like you know he, he left mm. Napoli in like twenty thirteen and he was top man there but yeah ever since then he's always been the number two guy behind Zlatan or behind Neymar behind Mbappe and he's getting a chance to shine now and he's doing it in the Premier League as well it's kind of the same situation with us and Thiago Silva like obviously being a defender not scoring those I think he's got a couple this season at most I can only picture one in my head but I'm really like, trying to wonder how you're going to work this one out so keep, keep yeah, going so. I'm interested in what you're going to say that, that Thiago Silva's always played second fiddle because he's probably the most recognisable no, in the last 10 years no no, I mean in terms of like giving older players a one-year extension. Okay, 
in terms of keeping them at the club because of how well they are. Silva's played second fiddle when he's been no, no. like main centre back for like seven or eight years, and he's like no. you know won numerous league titles. Yeah, no, yeah. no way. Yeah, I meant more as just like the fact of regardless of their age, how well oh, yeah. class he's quality, been. Isn't it? Yeah, like just knows what he's doing. Like bar bar West mm. Brom, he knows what he's doing. Don't, yeah. don't 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 put him against Robinson. Put him against Aguero or someone. Exactly. And he'll be exactly. all right. But yeah, like he, I think we're definitely giving him another one year. Mm. Um, but yeah, it just shows age is just a number in football. Yeah. Um, the, the, the other games actually of this uh, weekend, Wolves came out two one winners over Brighton. Uh, Brighton actually having two red cards in that game. Lewis Dunk scoring in the thirteenth minute and then getting sent off in the fifty third. Um. Adama Traore uh, scoring in the 76th and Morgan gives away it's in the 90th. second goal of this season, Adama Traore. Exactly. He's, he's finally scoring goals again. Um, Neil Morpire scores it up in the 97th minute, probably for talking back to someone, as, as we all know that Morpire likes doing. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Everton came out 1-0 winners versus West Ham, which really dented West Ham's uh, top four hope with a 24th minute Calvert-Lewin goal. Um, Godfrey with the assist. Up yeah, the ben Godfrey, Godfrey with the assist. Nah, uh, ex, up the Godfrey. Ex Norwich Len, ex, well, I was about to say Norwich legend, but I'm guessing you've got no <laughs> legends at legend your club. To be fair, so yeah. Well, well his last one, Chris Sutton, it's going back that yeah, far. Teddy, he's now going. Teddy, yeah. Grant Holt, Grant Holt, yeah. He's a Houlihan. But where's Houlihan? He's still playing League Two, and he Houlihan. I think he is. He plays Cambridge. They they won the league. I think. What about Russell Martin? He was a Russell Martin. John John Ruddy. We're just going yeah. through Norwich players who were in the Premier League <laughs> last time we were here. Bradley Johnson. Um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, left pegging than Bradley Johnson to be fair to you. He had quite a good shot. But yeah, um, I think we I think we had Bobby Zamora as well for a bit. You might have had for a tiny period, but um yeah. anyway, um obviously we are recording this on the tenth of May. So the game that's being played tonight is Fulham versus Burnley. I'm fairly certain again if Fulham lose this game, um they are relegated and Burnley are safe. Um, you know. It's quite an interesting game, actually, because if Fulham win and Burnley don't, Fulham, I mean, Fulham must be six points behind Burnley, but obviously they're, they're, they're playing each other, so it gives them at least a chance, Fulham. Uh, not that I think they will win or actually um, survive anyway, even if they do win. I could be, I could be very wrong on this, but so how, I'm just, so how many games is there left for some teams? Four for uh, some, three for others. So, so yeah. There's four games left. If Burnley and Fulham play tonight, they'll have three games left, and Fulham will have right. Three games to win six points without Burnley getting any more points. I don't know if this has ever happened before, but say if Fulham do lose and they yeah. go down, like it mathematically they go down. Is this mm-hmm. the earliest it's been where all three relegated clubs have been decided before the last games? It, it might well be, to be fair. I do can't think? keep that stat in front of me. Yeah, um, well, that's quite a, that's quite most a intense of our listeners stat, will know but... that we are not a professional a professional journalist <laughs> no, but, but Ethan so... that's the sort of star I'd expect you to know that's the sort, well, of, yeah. the sort of weird thing you should know you I do normally know. pull pull them out of your ass somehow and you know it uh, it's, it's been a long week I'm turning 23 this week so you know I'm getting a bit old now my mind my mind isn't what it used to be um, but yeah I don't know but I, it, it would be very early for all three teams to be down usually yeah. you are waiting until at least the, the, the penultimate or the final day of the season for it um, it'll yeah. it be decided but you know I don't think Sky Sports will like it because they always like the relegation scrap on the final day of the season, don't they? But at least they should mm. have a top four race to go and um, yeah. televise. Yeah, Who do you think will get it? Who do you think will get what, top, top four? four? Just, just, just quickly, not I'll massive a debate. A prediction but... now that I think the top four will be as is City, United, Chelsea, Leicester. You um, think Leicester I, will get it? Yeah. I think Leicester is still five points clear of fifth now. So, you know, I think, I think they've got it in the bag. Yeah. Um, I... you? Uh, well, I'm I'm going to say that if Liverpool beat United, it's, it's going to be mm-hmm. City, United, Chelsea, Liverpool. Okay, what are you kind of what's, what's your decision? Uh, I I think oh um, well, I think the first three 
decided already. I think we're we'll definitely get third. And unless mm-hmm. unless unless you fuck up, unless you fuck up, we're like we would like I'd say we'll, we won't get second. But like I said, unless you unless you really bottle second, like but like I said, well, yeah. first three we're definitely six clear and we've got game in hand. So if we if we do yeah, exactly. it, then, you know, I'd, I'd be quite concerned. <laughs> yeah, um, but them three. And then we've got to play Leicester as well. Yeah, I, yeah. If, I, if Leicester yeah. beat you guys, then I, yeah. I, I, I was more thinking if Liverpool beat United and then we we beat Leicester and then Liverpool win their last couple. Liverpool yeah, that's what I was it. thinking. Yeah, I mean, that's my thinking. Liverpool alongside Chelsea and United are probably the three most informed teams in the league at the moment. So, you know, <sighs> Liverpool hell. won three and drawn two of their last five. Um, both Chelsea and United um, drawing one, winning four of their last five. So it'd be interesting to see. Yeah. Um, but like I mentioned, there is a lot of football to get through this week. Um, on Tuesday, United play Leicester. Southampton play Crystal Palace. Wednesday, Chelsea play Arsenal. And the uh, Court Pass State kickoff. Thursday, you've got Aston Villa versus Everton and Man United versus Liverpool. Uh, and then on Friday, night you have Newcastle versus Manchester City um, and then yeah we won't, won't go on to next weekend because there's too many games to go on but there is also the FA, the FA Cup final on Saturday at quarter past five Chelsea versus Leicester you know <laughs> You know, that's just what like, every team is playing everyone at the moment, you know. Chelsea yeah. City's been played twice, Chelsea Leicester can be played twice. I think like yeah, the Premier League needs to like be a bit more original with their game fixtures, but, but yeah, that's that, that's a time. The one final thing I will mention as well is probably uh, end the podcast today. A bit of breaking news we've seen today is that Juventus, uh, we don't cover too much European news, but Juventus have been told today that if they do not remove themselves from the European Super League before the time of registration for the next Serie A season, the Serie A will exclude Juventus from the Serie A. So mm. Juventus have to formally announce they're withdrawing from the Super League before the new season registration, which usually is about the 30th of June, you know, 1st of July is when the new season ticks over so surely they have to because there's only like two of them in it <laughs> so well, it, I, I mean think, I think if, the three teams left is Barca Madrid and Juventus isn't it so yeah. Ronaldo's going to force them is, aren't they Ronaldo who is I mean, Champions League lover Juventus might not, might not even get Champions League though Juventus are currently in yeah. fifth in the city oh, yeah. they might even get, like imagine Ronaldo playing in the Europa League he hasn't played that tournament like ever, I don't think. He's never played in that tournament in his life. Not, yeah, not even that's... for um for his. Not uh, even for United. Uh, what about sporting? the club before then? What's sporting? Sporting. sporting? Yeah. He might have yeah. done a Sporting, but even then, I think they they were still playing Champions League football. I I, I just want to mention something about the Premier League um, scheduling at the moment. Mm-hmm. So last uh, last week, the week before this current game week, Everton played Aston yeah. Villa. Yeah. And then they played West Ham. Yeah. And now they're playing Aston Villa again. Oh, it's been a bit of scheduling. Oh, really? I mean, yeah. speaking yeah. of Premier League scheduling, Sky Sports can go fuck themselves um for deciding that just because United fans called off the um United Liverpool game last week that they give us four four games in seven days. Um so yeah fuck you Sky Sports. Um but you know what uh, well, can you do if we win the them all? F- well, the fact, do you reckon the fans will um, do these home games again and stop them? Possibly. Um, the one thing I would give the Glazers, they have come out and said that they are going to actually have dialogue with the um, United Supporters Trust about buying shares in the club and that they are committing to investing money into Old Trafford. Um, well, that gone. I think there will be more protests going forward. Um, do I think that it will be the size and the scale that we saw um, against Liverpool? No, but I'll be interested to see where these talks with the Glazers and the United Supporters Trust go because, you know, they're going to if they don't make any significant movement, I think in the next few weeks we could see protests again happening um, ha- at any point. Have you seen what we've done? We've done, put this new thing, and I can't remember the name of it. Bit shit of me, but we're we're picking like five fans to be like yeah, on this be on the board, panel. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, so that's that's what we've done, which is fucking yeah. brilliant. 
turnaround. I think, I think we mentioned Sorry. on the podcast actually on Saturday's one. Oh, uh, did you? Yeah, yeah, we yeah, did. But, Have you not listened yeah. to it, Connor? <laughs> Mm, I've, I've got to catch up on a few. Yeah, catch up on a few, girl. Get, get our plays out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, I've got to catch up on a few, but yeah, no, that's brilliant. It's brilliant. That well, it, it, the one thing I would say as well is that it, it, it definitely does. It shows that fans still do have a voice. You know, as bad yeah. as the whole European Super League thing's been, uh, Chelsea fans, United fans, Liverpool fans have all. The protests they've shown against their clubs. I will sort of put Arsenal fans in there as well. They haven't really protested too much, from what I've seen. I, but... I, w- I wouldn't put Spurs in there either. They had some well, fucker no. playing the guitar, and then they went yeah. in the shop and bought stuff and came out. Yeah, so... exactly. But um, <laughs> yeah, definitely. I think United fans and Chelsea fans have been the two sets of fans who have been the most vocal against this. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And yeah, it shows that fans do can actually make real change, yeah. and hopefully the owners will learn from and, this. And um, we all know that there are no real Manchester City fans to do any. Well, exactly. Yeah. They're, they're busy watching uh, the games from the executive boxes rather than actually in the stands. But <laughs> I, I digress. Um, is there anything else anyone wants to talk about about the uh, this week's football? Or are we all all good? I think I'm good. Yeah, I think we're all all decent, mate. Cool. Well, thank you, everyone who has listened to this week's weekly wrap-up. I'll also give a special thank you to Connor. Thank you for coming in and filling in for Matt this week. So I right, thoroughly, thoroughly enjoyed it. And what, what a week to come in on again for a Chelsea exactly. fan. What a week it's, it's, been. it's a good week for you. Um, yeah. I've been... Ethan, the United fan. Chuck has been the Arsenal fan. Yeah, it's and been a pleasure. Connor, Connor has been a Chelsea fan. And we'll speak to I you all been. again on Saturday. So thanks all for listening. Uh, we'll see you again later. It's the calm before the storm. Things aren't as they were before. You best start bracing. You think you could keep us out? Shut the gates, forget us now. Tides are changing. Can you hear the sound? Can't stop us now. We're not back in town, know what we're doing. Things are about to change, it's evolution.
The 3-0 podcast is just opinions of three people and sometimes a guest about football. The content of this show is provided for educational and entertainment purposes only. It is not intended to disrupt or harm anyone in any way. You shouldn't make your own assumptions based on things that have been said in our podcast without undertaking your own research first. Any music we have used is thanks to no copyright sounds. You can find them on YouTube by searching NCS or going to HTTPS, colon forward slash forward slash www.youtube.com forward slash user forward slash no copyright sounds. Thanks for listening to the 3-0 podcast. If you have enjoyed today's episode, please consider subscribing to our Patreon at 3-0 Podcast or following our Twitter and Instagram accounts, which are also at 3-0 Podcast. Thank you and see you next week.